0: Well, hey everyone and welcome to Overtime. This is our weekly podcast where we get to do a little bit deeper dive into the message. I know that last week we didn't have this because we had a guest speaker. And then sad news, sad face, sorry maybe that's better. Um, We won't be doing this for the next three weeks. So next week, I will actually be on vacation. Sorry, I'm not sorry about that. I'm actually looking (laughs) forward to it. Uh, And then we will have two weeks of speakers, guest speakers. So we won't be having overtime for the next three weeks. But this is my boy, Mark. He is joining us today. He is graciously filling in as we have overtime for this week. So if you are catching this live, we are right now on Facebook, we are on Twitch, we're on YouTube, and we're on our online platform. You are welcome to jump in, ask any questions that you might have, um, and we would love to be able to hear from you for that. I do, last week I was having computer issues, still having a little bit of computer issues, but I do have overtime set up on my computer so I can (laughs) see if you sent us one. Um, I will be able to see that. So, we are glad that you're here. Before we jump into the the topic, actually, do you want to say hi first? Do you do you, I'm hi. going to turn it over to Mark.
1: <laughs> hi. My name's Mark. Uh I I guess it's a little bit. My wife is Megan Price or previous Megan left. Yeah. She's the Children's Family Ministry Director here at C.O.C. I work as the pastor of student ministries or basically the, the youth pastor at Beard Baptist or anything. That means six. he's cool and hip. Yes, basically. I just got a cool and hip um, title and I get to do all the fun stuff. I can just blame my job title for it, basically. <laughs> um, but yeah, so i am just I I know Ben, like he was the youth pastor when I was the when I was in youth group here. It's so a long time ago. Yeah, a yeah, long, I'm long an time man. ago. I'm old man. Yes. You can't see it, but he's going a little bit gray. Okay. I, I was... am. No, I am. Are like, you?
0: I plucked those suckers out there. <laughs> like, if I see him, I'm like, oh, no, he didn't. And then I like, pull him out. But uh, yeah. All right. So big question. Yesterday was Valentine's yes. Day. As a recently married, yes. like you are within your first year of marriage. Yes.
1: Right? What did you do? So... So for yesterday we didn't we actually didn't do anything. We just it was just more okay. relaxed. But for this past like this like this past Friday and Saturday we went to the Fireside Tavern in Strasbourg. Oh yeah, okay. Which is also where we had our reception at. Ooh. So we had dinner there okay. and like the food was delicious. Actually it came out like super quick. We sat down and our food and like by the time our food came out, like all twenty minutes. Really? Yes. They just like, didn't want you there. I guess no, so. But like it so was like, good service. It, it's, like but, ordered and yes, there. ordered and served huh. and like we were done eating our meal by like six thirty. It was like, Well, we're not gonna be here that long. Yeah, <laughs> wow, okay. Yeah. But um and then we stayed over at the holiday inn, right by it. Okay. And so it was just a nice relaxing time.
0: Good. Yeah. Good job. I knew you'd do something <laughs> well. I like bought flowers last minute and wrote in a card and that was it. Sorry. <laughs> Love you, Hope. <laughs> anyway, so we are going to jump into this, uh, otherwise the time is going to just fly yeah. by. Um, I do want to let you know, so our kind of one big announcement was from this past Sunday. So if you are kind of aware, our church has been in the process of looking for a senior pastor. Basically, our pastoral nominating committee, our PNC, brought a, uh, a person um, to the church from that meeting, it was an after church meeting, they basically brought their candidate that they would select as the next senior pastor of the Christian Life Center and his name Bob Myers. So you can actually go to our website PNC, and you can see the entire profile of him. So there's some messages that he's preached in the past. Uh, you can see like his profile kind of information about him. There's a video on there. There's some frequently asked questions and then kind of the next steps to that is that on February 27th, Bob will actually be here in person where we as a congregation will get to either vote to accept him as the pastor candidate of and the next senior pastor of the Christian Life Center or the vote could be no but it's basically we're looking for the approval this is kind of the selection from our pastoral nominating committee and we're looking for that approval on the 27th so we would encourage you to be here that is for members only so you can only vote if you're a member but that is happening on the 27th so some good things happening we want you to be aware of that we want you to be caught up up to speed so that you can kind of see his profile. You can ask any questions. Uh, you can also uh, find the email for the Pastoral Nominee yes. Committee that if you have questions, they can answer that there. But kind of an exciting time yes. that we want to let you know about on that February 27th. So that's coming up, that's, not this coming Sunday, but the following yes. Sunday. So we want yes. to make sure that everybody's that's like, aware that's
1: of that. Big, like, that's some big news, like, yeah. like that's like church history. Like Yeah,
0: so they've been yeah. working, the PNC's been working for, actually we just counted before, Uh, we started this. It's been like four months or so. So yeah, they've been working hard and this is kind of who they've selected, uh, we think, and we're we're feeling optimistic about it. So check them out, check out the profile there. Mm -hmm. If you have questions, we would love to do it. It's kind of interesting on the 27th, it's kind of like a live version of Church Survivor. So he will preach a message, and then we will judge whether we are keeping him on the island or we're kicking him off, which is kind of strange, but we are excited. We think he should be yes. here and vote and for And hopefully
1: him. he gets voted in. Yeah, I'm sure that
0: pretty sure that he will. Like, yeah. 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 I'm pretty sure that he will. Like
1: the PNC puts him like thought yeah, like and time and effort. They, yes, yeah. they have
0: done a great yes. job. So. Yeah.
1: Anyway, yes. Anyways, we'll just continue on. So
0: uh, we are jumping into our our weekly podcast and just making sure that this is actually playing online. Um, yes, it is because uh just checking out the different feeds sometimes this computer has a little bit of issues but basically where we were was we were on week six of our road trip series so if you've been with us or if you haven't been with us just as a recap we do always encourage you to let the overtime production kind of be part two of the message like we always want to encourage you to watch that that full message first because then you kind of have a better understanding of what this conversation is about but basically where we've been in our series is that we've been following jesus on his road as he journeys kind of to Jerusalem and he's traveling from town to town from place to place doing miracles teaching about the kingdom kind of seeing the kingdom here on this earth and so pretty exciting we got to the very edge of Jerusalem in Jesus's journey that's why it's the second to last week Jesus is on his way into Jerusalem so today or what we basically looked at at Sunday was what was known as the triumphal entry this is what we traditionally celebrate on Palm Sunday where people take palms yeah. and they were waving them. They were kind of throwing their coats and cloaks down. So this is traditionally the Palm Sunday message, but basically what we see is Jesus arriving in Jerusalem. And so we got to share that this past week. Um, I got the opportunity to preach. And in that, man, there was there's a lot of different things that we could look at. There was kind of a lot of my personal thoughts as we worked through just, it just, just a little bit just, just because i wonder man what it would have been like for the disciples as i read this story i kind of inject myself into that because it starts by jesus kind of saying hey two disciples who we don't know who it was although i think i know who it was but that's just my opinion um uh, like go get this donkey they get the donkey They bring him back. Jesus rides on the donkey. It's his triumphant entry. The disciples start to praise Jesus for all the things that they've done, all the things that they've seen him do, and then the crowds join in and celebrate. And then it kind of ends a little bit on a, a, a weird note because in the midst of all the celebration, Jesus actually weeps over Jerusalem. Yeah. And in that we see a picture of God's heart for his people, for all people even, and kind of this sadness that comes to the fact that the Jews and the city would actually reject him as savior and and that heartbreak that it causes. So. That's kind of what we are are talking through, just kind of that triumphal entry. We were in basically Luke chapter 19, verses 28 through 44. So with that, I don't know, Mark, you got any opening questions or thoughts? Uh, I've got my notes here (laughs) if I need to. I I was trying to to ask
1: you, are there any questions that were sent in this week? I
0: didn't see any live. Let me double check that. I didn't see any from overtime. Nope, that was from Mm. a couple weeks ago. Okay. Um, So yeah, no questions that were... We're there. That doesn't mean that if you are watching this live, you are welcome to submit your questions via any of the the feeds that we're on. So again, we're on YouTube, we're on Twitch, we're on Facebook, as well as we are on our online platform. So if you go to any one of those chat features, you can actually pull that up. And if you type it into the chat, we will be able to see it. Um, And I don't see any questions that are there. So yeah, no questions
1: as of right now. Okay, sweet. Then my first question is... All right, go
0: for it. So you made I never know what it's gonna be with you. Like yeah. I don't know if it's gonna be like a fun one or if it's gonna be like a serious one, like especially the first yeah. one.
1: I always try to do a balance of both. Yeah you
0: <laughs> do a good job. You do Thank a good you.
1: job. Thank you. Um, so my first question is so you made a, that when you were talking about the donkey. Yes. You made the comment, like the off script comment about oh boy. the donkey. We're gonna go there. <laughs> so but my question is just in general, what have been other times okay. when you have done like public, like public speaking or like you said something off script and you were know, really like, it worked out great or it kind of ended awkward that oh, you're man. willing to share.
0: Oh, that's terrible. I thought of one, I don't even know. We'll, we'll circle back. Good. So, for, for, for context, hopefully you've already seen the message, but there was just a comment that I, I made, I was kind of showing. The, the comparison between a horse or a donkey. Like, as Jesus made his way in, like, what would you choose? Would you rather a horse or donkey? And the last picture was a kind of a funny picture of the donkey. And I was like, go ahead and take that down before people start to talk about this donkey and me, but they don't use the word donkey. Like, yes. I didn't plan on saying it, <laughs> just kind of said it and just kind of ran with it a little bit. Um, I probably do that way too often. Like, I I feel like I what I tend to do when it comes to preparing for a message is that I will study um, as many commentaries as I can kind of get my hands on. There are some particular ones that I generally reference that I prefer more than any. So I I study really well and then I try and put it all to paper but then as I get on stage I don't like to necessarily kind of read from the paper. Um, Just personal preference. I like to kind of know my content well enough. So the the reality is, is that I tend to go off script a lot like my notes are generally really good and like really intelligent and then I go off script and it's not really good and it's not really intelligent but it's comfortable yes and so I did go off script one of the times that I was I was in so I was in a Bible college program and we would travel and do different dramas and ministries right like or uh, music videos type thing so basically a song would play and we would like act out things and stuff like it was it was something that was big you know, in the early thousands or whatnot. So, and uh, there was this one time where we were waiting for the music to cue and I was like, it was awkward because we were like frozen in place and then it was like not happening and I went off script and I just like started to talk and... What I said, it was a drama, man, this, I feel like I need to put the shovel down. I don't know if I should (laughs) say this, but the drama that we were doing was called Five Sexy Guys. And that sounds inappropriate, but it wasn't, okay? It was kind of the idea of just because you were at somewhere doesn't mean that that makes you automatically a person. So, for example, the, the message of that drama was just because you go to church doesn't mean that you're a Christian. So we play that out in in ridiculous fashion. So the first one is like we had the Backstreet Boys playing and it was like just because you're at a concert and there's lots of lights and stuff like that doesn't mean that you're a boy band. So it was an over-the-top script. The idea was to be funny and lighthearted. And so... in one of these cues where we missed it, it was the idea that, well, like, we are five sexy guys. And I went off script and I was like, yeah, we're sexy. And it was like.
1: Awkward, just dead awkward. Yeah,
0: this was in front of a Christian school. <laughs> it was just really yeah.
1: bad. So
0: that yeah. answers your question okay. and it probably creates a lot more questions <laughs> for all of you. So, sorry for that. <laughs> Even now, as I say it, I feel like, oh, gosh, I wish I could take that
1: back. Like, it's one of those memories that pops up in the middle of the night that wakes you up. It's like, why? why? No,
0: why? Nope, it didn't until you just said, tell uh, me a time when welcome. you went off script and it was like, gosh, that was so bad.
1: You're welcome. <laughs> so, thanks. Yeah, thanks. Hey, Todd. Okay. Oh. <laughs> okay. So, then... <laughs> a, a more serious question. Yeah, go ahead and follow that one. <laughs> <laughs> Would be the so you mentioned like you have like commentaries, go to commentaries yeah. and resources. Sure. Um, so I like I know like as a person that also preaches. Sure. That I have like go to ones that like yeah. trusted resources that yeah, I can. Yeah, yeah. So, but I don't know. Like, I don't want to speak for the congregation. Like for people without a not pastors, that old priest like sure but they might not know well yeah. good ones to so what would you recommend like as go to resources sure. go to counties? That's a
0: great question dude so yeah. I, I appreciate you bringing that up so what I typically do is that I honestly this was in part like as I was going through this Bible college program um somebody actually gifted me a Bible software system um that I like I it, I think there's versions of it now but I had like the Version from 2006 right like and I honestly I feel like I learned to preach and learn to study from these this Bible program and unfortunately I can't get it now like it's it's no longer um like supported so I go to like an old laptop which only turns on in safe mode and I like still use it but you can buy the paper forms of it and I- what's it called? so the Bible program that I use was word search seven I think oh is what it's called. Uh, it was the Rick Warren Study Library was oh, okay. what was gifted to me. So Rick Warren was huge, especially in the early thousands. Like uh, that was the... Uh, so now I think it's like the, the Logos Bible software. Yeah. It's like the new... like Yeah, most... so that's, that's the updated version. I think that this the Bible word search seven or whatever it was like had been bought or sold or like there it's changed hands a couple times, which is part of the reason why it's no longer supported. But um, there's a couple commentaries in there that I really like Uh, the life application or the New Testament life application concise commentary is one of those. So basically the life application Bible, it has some study notes. I love the Life Life Application Bible. So there's an Old Testament and a New Testament if you're buying just that book. If you buy the Bible, some of that is incorporated into the, the Life Application Bible. Um, uh, the, a book that I love for context is uh, The New Manners and Customs of Bible Times. That's one that I use. Uh, the Bible Knowledge Commentary and the Bible Background. Let me see what some of my even quotes are uh, just to make sure that they're right. So, um, yeah, of course, when I'm looking for, I can never <laughs> every time, find it. Every, every time. time. It should be like in italics, but it's not. So the Life Application Bible Notes is one of them. I can see that one there. Um, the Bible Knowledge Commentary. There's another one, a quote from Life Application Bible Notes. Uh, Life Application Concise New Testament Commentary. and get uh, an
1: Old Testament one. Yeah, yeah, there is
0: an Old Testament one as well, the NIV Application Commentary. Um, Yeah, so those are kind of my go-to's. One of the other ones that I I love to do, one of the tools that I'll use as I'm studying or preparing for a message, is um, uh, what is the the main Bible one? So it's Bible Gateway. Uh, You can go to Bible Gateway and look up as many different translations as you would like. I prefer the ESV when you look at kind of a scale of translations of the Bible. So the idea is that the Bible has been translated from its original Greek or its original Hebrew, sometimes Aramaic, yeah. and it's translated into our Common language, right? Like, so there and there's a long history that we could go into there, but we're going to skip all the
1: whole podcast on it.
0: Yeah. So basically I prefer the ESV, which is the English standard version. And as you're looking at a scale from most accurate as far as words to most accurate as far as thoughts. So more of a thought for thought or word for word. ESV is a little bit more word for word. NIV is probably more middle ground. Then you get something like NLT, New Living Translation, um, something like the Message Bible. That would probably be on the very bottom of the... It's more thought for thought. So the words may not match the Greek or the Hebrew or the Aramaic, depending on what you're looking at. But I prefer the word for word because I want to know what each word kind of says. And then I do... One of the things that I will Google quite a bit while I'm studying is I will look up a specific scripture and just put the word lexicon before that. And basically, it will bring up a list of words in that scripture. So for example, if it's Luke 19 verse 28, it's going to bring up that verse and it's going to be broken into each individual word where you can look up the meaning of each of those individual words in the original language that it was written in. So those are some of the study tools that I use um, that I just kind of jump in. So it's, it's honestly, I just this past week, like as I'm pulling out my laptop, that's doesn't work except for in safe mode, right? Like it's, I stopped using this thing back in 2016 because it was overheating and crashing. I pull it back out and take it into safe mode and I open up the one program. I've got one computer here and I've got my laptop here and then I've got like books everywhere. It's just part of my process.
1: Nice. Now, like to follow up that question, is there yeah. a like a go-to person that like sure. like a theologian preacher mm. that you like usually like go to to see what if they have thoughts on this passage?
0: That's a really good question. I love Steve Mackey. Um, and what he does with the Bible Project. So uh, I'll, that doesn't really, I feel like I go to the Bible Project videos quite a bit, like just to make sure. So if I- Mostly
1: his, like Steve Mackey. Yeah,
0: he kind of oversaw that. And I'm not sure if he would be considered a theologian
1: well, yeah, right, think yeah, I he's would. a
0: biblical scholar. Yeah, I feel like I would yeah. put him in that category. Yeah. Some might not, but yeah. but then again, probably that way for every yeah. theologian or scholar, right? So, yeah. so I feel like Steve Mackey and the work that he's done in the Bible Project is super helpful, especially because I don't want to take the word out of context. It's so easy; I can get the Bible to almost say anything that I want it to if I take words out of context. Good. If I take the understanding of what it was meant for and what was happening in that like in the history of Israel or whatever was happening in context, I can get the Bible to say almost anything that I want. So I do try and go to some of those videos. Like the other day I was going like I wasn't reading all of through all through Deuteronomy, but there was something that I was looking up and kind of researching for the book of Deuteronomy. And I was going, I want to make sure that I have an understanding and the correct thoughts surrounding what the book of Deuteronomy is about. So I would go to Steve Mackey and some of the Bible project video um, things. But other than that,
1: I, I don't like know... You got some old school, maybe? Like some, like, old, like... Old, like.
0: You, you know what? I feel like I love... So, I, I, I'll say, like, Tim Keller's another one that I'll, I'll tend to lean into anything that he has. Um, like, if he's got anything. Some of the more modern things, like Andy Stanley, I think, is is one of the best modern communicators ever. Um, Spurgeon has yeah. some really good things. Um, but to, I, I think I would be it wouldn't be truthful if I was like, I look at those guys every time I study. It's more of like what I find and in my kind of discovery. But even more than that, often what I do is where I start is I will read the passage and then reread it and then reread it, read it through the lexicon. And that's kind of my first point of going, God, would you speak to me through your scripture? And I feel like that's what God does. Many times is that something will come through. And and by the second or third or fourth time, it's easy. Almost. Uh, Maybe I shouldn't say it's easy. But by this, you know, multiple times into it, I start going. I wonder what that would have been like, right? Like for the disciples as as Jesus goes, hey, you're you're going to go find this donkey. I wonder if they were like, really? Or if they were like, okay, great. Like, I wonder what that process would have been yeah. like for them if they just, like, at that point before Christ's death and, and his resurrection, were they just so in tune with Jesus that they're like, hey, I don't question this guy anymore. Or were they like, really, Jesus? Because that kind of seems out of character. Like, we don't really ride on donkeys. We've walked everywhere for three years. And-
1: or you guys already ride on I am. <laughs> yeah, you right. aren't. That's right.
0: Like, Jesus, should we get a flock of donkeys? I don't no, know. No, just are, they, the are they a flock? Um, I don't know. A pack of donkeys? Me a, pa- I mean, that a pack. Funny. I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah. So I feel like that's a great question. And I feel like if you ever have questions just about Bible topics, one of the last things that I'll say, I don't necessarily use it unless I'm researching something that I, I'm maybe a little bit more unfamiliar of, um, is a, uh, a website called gotquestions.org. Um, Even from my time in youth ministry, I I tried to point students to this. You can just literally go to gotquestions.org and search any question that you want related to Bible things, and it will pop up and give you some really good scriptural background, like a comprehensive study of scripture. And in in all of my years of using it, I've never been disappointed or felt like um, that their answers weren't weren't in line with with my theological views yeah. so yeah that's a great question <laughs> though nice. so
1: yeah um there's like this one like on god questions there was one time me and Maggie like we we're just reading our bibles and like she just asked questions like well let me see if god questions has yeah um and basically said here's the thoughts but you don't know yeah as like <laughs> it's like yeah and, and that was it like that's all they basically said it's like okay cool thank you
0: and i appreciate that <laughs> yeah. too because i'm going it's it's I don't want I don't wanna to be told here's what I have to yeah. believe or view, right? Like I want scripture to speak for itself, but I want scripture to interpret scripture. And I feel like yeah. they do a really good yeah. job of letting scripture yeah. interpret scripture. And if it's opinion, they'll state that it's even yeah. opinion. Like some believe this, some believe that. So I feel like yeah. it's a pretty neutral just view of scripture. Yeah. So
1: um, okay, cool. So then uh my next question is which I always ask this question like the two or three times I've been on. Sure, like, sure. It's uh. So of all the study you've done, of all the things you looked at that you would have wanted to say but you couldn't say, yeah. is there anything that like you wish you could have said, given like more time, like here? Yeah,
0: sure. So I think one of the things that I would have done was maybe spend a little bit more time in the application like I felt like we worked through the scripture we worked through the passage and and where we've been in Luke is yeah. that sometimes you know we've had like three verses and I can take a long time even on just three verses. So this one there was a little bit more scripture to to take some time to work through. Um and I I I feel like one of the things that if I'm communicating I love opening up God's word and allowing God's word to speak for itself. Like I don't think that I'm so smart or so intelligent or so creative that I've got some great view that you need to hear. I want you to hear from scripture and I want God to speak to you the way that he wants to speak to me. And so that's part of like, again, when my st- I'm studying, I'm trying to, God, what what would you have for me? What, what am I supposed to hear? What am I even supposed to communicate and say? So uh, I feel like as I worked through that, there was a good amount of scripture to go through, but I think I would have probably spent more time in the application. Mm. And the application basically for this week was there was two things that I really wanted to kind of get out there. Um, Number one, actually, let me make sure that I do it in the right order that I I wanted to. Right. So application was uh, out of the six pages or seven pages of notes. The application was one to identify your place in the crowd. Like part of this is that as you read through Luke, Luke almost assaults you with this, this, this approach that you have to identify who Jesus is right like who do you say that Jesus is like and I can't help but think as Luke is writing this to Theophilus that that's the very point of what he's trying to do he's trying to reaffirm all of the things that Theophilus knows right like so that he would be have confidence and assurance in that like so he's he's bringing up this is what Jesus has said and just the way that he writes it is in such a way that you have to go who is Jesus to me because ultimately even as you look at Jesus's ministry his ministry did the same exact thing Jesus is mm-hmm. is Jesus the Messiah or is he not and you see that in the opposition the 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 Pharisees would say no he's not the Messiah but the multitudes and the crowds, they might get wrapped up in the hype but the disciples then would say yes he is the messiah we've seen the miraculous things that he's done and we know he's the legit deal and part of that is that he's about to die on a cross which we haven't even gotten to in luke so so there's just this constant kind of as you're reading through luke this constant kind of pressure for you to answer who is Jesus to you. So I feel like I could have spent more, a little bit more time identifying your place in the crowd. There's probably even more application that I could have pulled out of yeah. this passage. Like, for example, we could have talked about faith, right? Like yeah. having faith and trust in God. If Jesus says that he's going to do something, if God said he's going to do something, do you believe him in that? And kind of going yeah. back to the disciples, like, I don't know, in my mind, in my mind, the disciples would have been like, wow, we're going to go get this donkey. And it seems like this really bizarre task that they're going into this village and they'll find just a random donkey tied up and they're supposed to untie him and bring him here like Jesus, that kind of feels like stealing. And it's like, no, 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 it's not stealing. So maybe there was more details in the text. But as I read through this, I'm going, man, they had to have faith and trust right mm-hmm. like they had to believe that that Jesus knew what he was talking about and they had to operate in that they had the choice to either be obedient or to be disobedient and make excuses mm-hmm. so i feel like there's so much more application that we could have even gotten to but the two that i landed on was identify your place in the crowd which we just talked about mm-hmm. who is Jesus to you and then two realizing that Jesus showed up and mm-hmm. and i intentionally wanted to say it that way because jesus showed up like what's so significant about jesus's triumphal entry is that there's a switch that happens from jesus's ministry as he's traveling it's almost like shh don't tell anyone i'm the messiah right like he doesn't actually come out and say i'm the messiah like he doesn't outright declare it like that but you see through his works through the fulfillment of scripture through the the miraculous miracles that he does like that he is the messiah and it's almost like, shh, until this moment, yeah. until this point where he is making his proclamation. And one of the commentaries that I read in the message was exactly that, that it's going, everything that Jesus did in this final week was to point to the fact that he was the Messiah. And so it's 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 like we're in, like as Jesus travels and ministers, it's kind of like, hey, it's kind of like secret, but now it's go time, right? Yeah. Like, and so Jesus is going, hey, I am going to orchestrate and organize things that show the fulfillment of prophecy and show that I am the Messiah. And so... I think that it's so amazing that you recognize that Jesus came that day, right? Like he had already been on earth for, for 33 years, right? Like he had already come, the kingdom had come, but now he's showing and revealing to the world that the King had come. And by what he did on the cross, this was what I feel like is maybe the, the biggest point that I was trying to make by what he did on the cross, by his death, by his resurrection. And by making, by being kind of the the sacrifice, the sacrificial lamb, we now can enter into right relationship with Jesus. So, not only did Jesus enter into Jerusalem that day two thousand years ago, or over two thousand years ago, now because of the work that He did by showing up, we now have access to Him, and we now can understand and know that in every situation, in everything that we go through, we can have access to God the Father, because of what Christ has done. Because of the sacrifice that Jesus was, because the atonement of our sin, we now have access. So the argument, or what I was saying, is that Jesus didn't just enter into Jerusalem 2,000 years ago, but because of his work, he now enters into every single situation that we find ourselves in. Every hardship, every challenge, everything that we go through. And in that, we can find peace and comfort. It doesn't mean that every situation is easy. It doesn't mean that everything you go through is like, you know, puppy dogs and rainbows, like you go through hard sh- hardships, but we can understand and realize that because of what Christ has done by him showing up, he now shows up in every situation of our lives. So that was mm. probably the two things that I would have probably spent a little bit more time on. Um, but I also, part of that is, I don't know if I need to spend w- much more time. Like I feel like we just need to be reminded of that, mm. where we just need to, to remember that Christ is there, right? Like I don't want to minimize the hardship and the difficulty that we go through, but for me, many times, I just need to be reminded that God is in the middle of that hardship. He's in the middle of that difficulty, and things don't feel super comfortable or fun right now, but man, God has not abandoned me. He is there walking with me, and he's in that that desert place, that dry place, or whatever. God is there with me because of what Christ has done on the cross, and there's a hope that I can find in that. So, I probably would have expounded on that. That is kind of my way of rehashing yeah. some of what we talked about too. But uh, there's probably even more that we could pull out of this passage, but just because of time, we didn't get to. And
1: yeah, nice. Um, so the, the other question I had then was, so you, the thing you said with the the religious leaders or the Pharisees, yeah. from your sermon and like, please correct me if I'm remembering you wrong. Sure, dude. Um, like you basically said, like that they were choosing to like.
0: That's so wrong. I'm just kidding. That's not it. Yeah, they were choosing yeah. to reject yes. Jesus, right?
1: So, um, like they were like, no, he's not the Messiah. Like he's just yeah. like, not the guy, right? So, but how do you think we, as people, as humans, Christian or non, sure, um, can do that as well with Jesus? Because like we, even us as Christians, or even as pastors, yeah. we don't always like. It's not like we have a puppy relationship, or we're always like right. in love with Jesus at every moment in time. So, how do you think we can like it yeah. can show up in our lives as well?
0: I think, honestly, I feel like the way that I would answer that is looking through eyes of faith, right? Like, how do we not miss Jesus? Well, part of that is is are we actually looking for Jesus, right? Mm. Are we looking for the Messiah? Because I think that the, there was a very specific like th- what the Jews were looking for was they were looking for freedom. Not spiritually, because their system was pretty good. They liked what they kind of were. Yeah, is my laptop freezing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so
1: also, I don't know what, what that is.
0: That one, that's okay. okay. That, we just get pop ups and random things. Our technology works, <laughs> kind of. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so, so I think that the I think that the religious leaders didn't want salvation spiritually. They thought that they had a really good system. They just wanted freedom from the political. Like restraints that they had. They wanted to be set free from Roman opposition, but they really liked the system that they had in place as far as the religious law and the way that they they did that. So I think that their eyes were closed in that arena of not looking for a Messiah. Sure, they wanted to be saved from from Rome and and be kind of established once again as a nation but they didn't want to be established or their their political structure within the the church right within the synagogue they didn't want that to change because their system also benefited them right like the religious elite they were set apart they were the God's chosen favored people and everybody else had to do all of these things the religious elite couldn't follow those laws the same way that the every everyday person couldn't, but they could just do better at hiding it. So I don't think that they were actually looking for the Messiah to come and save them except for the area that they wanted, which I think that that's what we do, right? Like I think that this is a great question because I feel like I want to make sure that I'm looking for Jesus to move and work in my life. But what that means is that I need to be open to Jesus moving and working in ways that I don't necessarily want him to, like I have to be open to his prompting and his presence of revealing sin or revealing things that don't belong as well as showing me the things that I do want to see. So if if your religion or your your faith is all about what you get and what you receive and not kind of this this challenge then mm. man I, I wonder if you're actually looking at comfort as as your god rather than mm. Jesus as your god. If if that makes sense. Hopefully I'm I'm connecting mm. What I'm saying is connecting because I just don't think that the religious elite were looking for a savior in the realm of their spiritual life. They were comfortable with the law. They were comfortable with what was. Jesus came to establish a new kingdom where he would fulfill the law of the Old Testament and fulfill the law and the words of the prophets. And in doing so changed everything not just who the Jews would have to answer to as far as the Roman occupation and rule. So uh, I think that that's how I would answer that of going, man, it's it's easy for us to just want to put God in a box and we kind of take him out when we want something or think of him like a vending machine where we pray and we just want what we want. And then we kind of go back to it like, God, I'll pray and I'll do what I need to until you answer my prayer. And then I'll just kind of, I'll let you know when I need something. No, no, no. It's, Back to the same question. Jesus is either Lord of all or he's not. And if he's Lord of all, then he deserves to be followed, right? Mm -hmm. Like the disciples were in an interesting place. The crowds could follow as they chose and what they wanted. The disciples, what they were choosing to do was to say, Jesus, the answer is yes. Whatever you call me to do before you even call me to do it. Yes, because I am your disciple." you are the master and i'm the disciple. so even that there's some like i'm thinking of Ann Lee stanley has kind of this this idea that it's like you know we call ourselves christians first century christians called themselves disciples and there's there's just a stigma yeah. to it that goes a disciple goes whatever however you answer something or however you do something is the way that i want to do something. Mm-hmm. that's a lot a lot more responsibility than Kind of this idea of Christian, which is a hard word to define, and kind of if you ask a hundred different Americans what the word Christian means, you get a hundred different responses mm. versus a disciple mm. is one who follows a master, yeah and that's what we're called to be, so mm. that's that's just me rambling anyway.
1: <laughs> okay, so they only had like really like two questions to left sure On uh, the first one, or second to last I should say is that so in this passage, what's this like I know we kind of. Like, Discuss it, and talk about it a little bit, but like, just when you're like going through this and reading, like, what just hit you, like the like, when you, just hit you the most, when, like the most impactful, at, yeah, I for think, you personally.
0: I think for me, and this is again another area that I could have parked on probably longer, was was Jesus's weeping over the city. Like, I feel like it, it wasn't the first time that I read through it that I like yeah. paused and reflect, but I just, man, I don't, I don't know why, but it made me wanna like cry like here's here's the heart of the father that jesus like again i I tried to communicate this like kind of paint a picture in my words but this contrast of celebration and excitement and electricity and then you zoom into jesus who is brokenhearted right like Mm -hmm. his his heart is broken for the fact that they're missing the salvation that he's offering and knowing kind of looking forward to 40 years from then when the romans would would it's basically the jews revolt and i think it was 66 yeah. and then in 70 like titus who is the son of the the emperor or whatever comes in and kills 600,000 jews like Jesus sees this. And what's interesting is that as you read through scripture, you see kind of this play out with the Old Testament prophets, right? Like they were called to follow and obey God as their their king and they don't and so they fall into idol worship and God goes you need to stop otherwise there's judgment coming and they don't and so judgment comes and then they cry out to God and God is faithful to come back and to show them justice and mercy and to kind of punish those nations and then it's just this cycle that happens again and again and again so here it is Jesus is seeing the city and again, the I I didn't show pictures because I didn't have time. But there's a few pictures that if you if you Google search Mount of Olives um, looking towards Jerusalem, you can see right now the Mount of Olives uh, like it looks different from what it is now to what Jesus did. Uh, now I guess it's a graveyard. It's like mm. there's like 150,000 people that are on there. So it's a little bit weird when you're looking okay. at these pictures. It's like just a it looks like above ground. Um, uh, what are crepes creeps whatever whatever that is crepes yeah, crepes yeah, I think it is yeah, yeah. yeah whatever there's just two the crepes not crepes yeah crepes. yeah I like crepes but they're good <laughs> um so there's all these these like tombs basically but there's this one road and a picture where you can see kind of the golden dome which there's a lot more that we could talk about there um thanks good, good catch <laughs> there's a lot more that we could talk about there but that's probably like the location of where Solomon's temple was or Herod's temple was. Like there, there's some discussion there, but probably for another day and another time. But you can basically see kind of from the Mount of Olives into Jerusalem. And I can just picture Jesus walking down a, a similar road or, or riding down a similar road, seeing the city and mourning over the city. And there's something about that that's beautiful that for me, I'm going, God, man, I, I want to have a heart for your city and for your people the way that you do, that that you would be heartbroken over those that don't have a relationship with you, that those would that would miss. Now, it, it doesn't mean that, you know, the reality is that not everyone is going to come to a saving knowledge of Christ because they, they don't want to or they won't. But it doesn't mean that we can't have a heart like God did, like Christ did, for the people that would miss it. Because what's interesting is that you do see that verses 39 and 40. It's where the Pharisees say, "Jesus, tell your your disciples to stop. Like, don't don't cry out." And Jesus' response: If they keep quiet, the stones will cry out instead, yeah. right? But then immediately following that is where Jesus weeps. Like in my mind, one of the things that I thought was is this in response to the Pharisees? Mm. Like maybe not just Jerusalem. Like I can, in my mind, I can picture both. Like he's mourning the Pharisees because every time that he's trying to correct and every time the Pharisees oppose him, he's trying to point them back to the fact that he's the Messiah. He's trying to argue with their intellect that they are missing it. Right? Like that, that, like even the healings on Sabbath is, is what I'm thinking that he's going, no, 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 the Sabbath wasn't man wasn't built for Sabbath like Sabbath was built for man. And so he's kind of pointing at you're missing it, you're missing it. So I, I wondered two things like, is it Jesus seeing the city and thinking about the people there or a combination of that and this interaction that he has with the Pharisees specifically? And he's going, man, they just miss it. Yeah. And now he knows that the final week is here, and he knows that those that have missed it, specifically the religious elite and the Pharisees, they're the ones that are going to stir the crowds and to ultimately take his life. And so I I just thought that that was a beautiful picture, that it it shows God's heart. It's a challenge for me because, man, I want to be able to, to have that same heart after God and for his people that he models here. And then it's just kind of interesting to think about what Jesus may have mm-hmm. been reflecting or thinking about in that.
1: So then, final last question. Like, which ties it all together. Sure. It's just, uh what do you want? Who I was listening like to like walk away with like one thing like just like you can like. They can Man, does it, to one, does it
0: have to be one thing? Maybe
1: two. One That's and That's it.
0: <laughs> I feel like there's. I, I don't know. Like I. I even that yeah. like, I'm almost hesitant to try and answer that because. Okay. what I want in it is that I want you to hear God's voice, right? Like that's why why I think that opening God's word and speaking his word, because what's so amazing is that many times, and you've probably experienced this too, like people will come up to me after a message and be like, man, when you said this, it hit home. And half the time I go, I didn't say that. (laughs) (laughs) Like I didn't. But what I feel like happens in that is that from my mouth to the, the listener's ears, I feel like God does something where God speaks into a situation that is personal to them. So I feel like that's what I love is when, when now I hope it's not too far of a stretch, like otherwise they weren't paying attention at all. Yeah. But like, the, like so many times people have said like, man, when you said that, this is what I was thinking, or this is what I heard, or this is what God was speaking to me. And I'm like, man, that's awesome. That wasn't my thought at all. But I feel like God... <laughs> in that. So I want people to hear what God is, is challenging them with. I guess for me, some of the points that I'm making is, is seeing Jesus's heart. I feel like the two applications of, man, the being confronted. So those would probably be my my two things, yeah. being confronted with who is Jesus to you. Like if that's not a a question that you have answered, man, I would encourage you to take some time to think through that. He's either Lord of all or, or he's not. Yeah. And where do you place him because where you place him in your heart, in your life, where you prioritize him really impacts what your priorities are, right? Like So I think that this is just the example, again, of the Pharisees and the disciples, right? So Pharisees said, no, he's not the Messiah and we don't prioritize him at all. We're going to murder him. The disciples say, no, he's the Messiah and I'm going to follow him. And then I think that the other crowd, like I don't think it's just as simple as the two. I think that there's a, a third group and that's the crowds and the crowds were were ones that saw jesus got it got excited about the hype maybe even thinking of the time where jesus feeds five thousand. maybe they got a meal from him but they weren't necessarily looking to follow him and, and i think that 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 can be a picture of the church and the world like not just one of these groups but like all three yeah. of these groups like are you a disciple are you A person that's in the crowd where you're just kind of swayed and using emotion and but just not really following him. Or are you like the Pharisees where you're just completely rejecting him? So I feel like those are that. And then my my take home point that the one that I would say is recognize that Jesus is with you. Right, Jesus showed up not just in Jerusalem that day over two thousand years ago. He shows up in all of our situations, into our lives, and everything that we say, or every every situation that we go through. He is there. So I feel like those are my applications are probably my two final kind of thoughts or points. Um, but I truly believe that there's so much more that we could learn from this passage. That I really hope that God challenges you with one of one of the things that I thought was interesting is that. Uh, I love not preaching this on Palm Sunday, (laughs) right? Like, so with Palm Sunday, like we talked about even this buildup, like there's usually like uh, there's uh, on Palm Sunday, it's a Sunday right before Easter. It's not, it's not uncommon to have like a little bit of a surge of attendance on that day kind of in preparation and excitement for what is to come with Easter Sunday. Yeah. Easter Sunday is one of the two major days that people go to church like Christmas and Easter. And, and I'm not knocking that I would challenge you like who is Jesus to you or would you say that you're a disciple or you may be in the crowd and being swayed by emotion like what what importance does he have in your life? But like so I'm not trying to knock that but I love doing this outside of kind of that exciting mm. season because this has implications to our life every single day. Not just on Palm Sunday. Mm. Not just one Sunday a year where we get a palm branch maybe and if you... That's right. I was, you you went where, where we weave it into a cross or I don't know how there was enough time in the sermon one year, but when I was grown up one year, a kid made a hat out of it. Like, <laughs> And then I thought, why did he get so many palms? And I only got one. But anyway, like so I just I love taking it out of the traditional Well, we just do this the week before Easter. Um, and we may do this the week before Easter. I don't know. Like we, as we kind of look towards the future, as we look to a potential new leader, not sure what we'll be doing that week. So we may do it. We may not. I don't know. I might preach the same one. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just just, just
1: throw this throw this clip. We're I, just going to play the video. Yeah, play That's the it. video. No, I'm,
0: just, like... I'm just kidding. But uh, yeah, we, it's. I, I just thought it was really good to take it out of kind of where we traditionally see it. Because yeah. I think it helps us examine it more. Rather than here's this familiar passage that we hear every single yeah. Palm Sunday. Like it just gives it a, a fresh kind of look yeah. or take. So, um, yeah, I forget what your last question was, but I just... You answered you it. Answered it. You to, okay. Yeah, it's
1: like, what are you... The takeaway. Yeah, yeah. the takeaway, yeah. that's what it was. Yeah. So I let think me, you hit it on the head pretty well. I don't think that
0: we got any questions. I know that we took a week off, so generally when we take a week off, the live feed, uh, the live chat doesn't... Uh, uh, it's not as that's impactful. Active. Yeah, it's not as active. That's a... The, the right word. Good job there. Um, and then, I, I, like I said, we will for the next few weeks. Next week, I'll be out of town, so we won't be doing overtime. And then we have guest speakers the two following weeks. So the next time that we will be back will be on, I think, the 15th. Yeah, it's a month from today. We'll be Damn. back on the 15th of March um, for the next overtime. So we'll be taking the month off. Uh, we'll be back in a month's time. And then we'll see. Like, as we... Everything is kind of in a new season. If we are having a brand oh, yeah. new lead pastor, we'll see. Like, it's well, know possible. by next time we have overtime. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well. Yeah. We will yeah. actually. That's a good thought. So we'll see where where we kind of go, what the direction. Yeah. If it changes, if it continues, God's doing a new thing. So we're well, excited. I
1: feel special, like to be like at least like the last one, like before like this break, like the before last the like, break. Yeah. Yeah. Like the last. Like, so
0: there. If you. If in the next month you feel lonely, I want you to picture this beautiful mug and look at this beard. Look at this beard; it's just full and robust and full of life. And I don't know where I was going with that's that, a compliment, though. I
1: take that it. was a yeah, compliment. Yeah, that, I know. Yeah, so I appreciate. it. I can't
0: it. do that because mine goes like
1: this. It just, it just looks bad.
0: Anyway, any other thoughts? Do you have any thoughts or anything you were thinking Ooh. through this?
1: I don't know. Like, my, I guess my my only thought was just like to like pay back off of you. Sure. Was just like the, like kind of like there's a curse, that, because I think we as a at least again I always say like at least the church in America, yeah. Because I I don't know about the other Christians all other way, but I feel like, like us in America as Christians, like, because you know like pl- politics right now is like so yeah. divisive. So. Yeah. Um. But I feel like we can easily be like, well, Jesus is gonna come in on like. On a white horse, and I like, save us like from the Democrats or the Republicans or yeah. the Green po- whatever party you're against, and so like, he's gonna save us from them. It's like, but no, we need to remember that no, he he's riding in on a donkey, yeah, and that's the only time he will be riding in on a white horse. is the second when yeah. like the new earth and the new heavens come, and that's the only time.
0: And and in that time, to even prove the point, he comes back with judgment. Yes, like, yeah. So right. it's. Jesus came in on a donkey, peaceful, and yeah. we get the opportunity now to, to receive him. Yeah. But the next time his arrival in this earth is, he comes w- not with peace but a sword. Yeah, and that's that's a scary thought. Yeah. So it's it's again he he wept over Jerusalem because they rejected him, and he saw what the yeah. future held. The same is true for us. While we have this time and the ability, man, we get to choose. Yeah. And live into Christ as Messiah. Yeah. But, uh, dude, your thought—sorry, I jumped in there. But yeah, yeah,
1: that, yeah you summed it up perfectly. Your though.
0: your thought is absolutely right. Like, and even maybe to even add a little fuel to that, uh, in politics, it's so easy. I think that we have to be cautious and say, when if Jesus was here, yeah. Jesus would not wear a mask. Or yeah. if Jesus was here, Jesus would wear a mask. Yeah, I think that is. I, I, there I find a little bit of comfort in the messy middle, yeah where I'm going, I'm not really sure what Jesus would do, but I want to choose to love my neighbor yeah. and and it's not necessarily about a political stance or side yeah. like because even that like I'm thinking politically a donkey represents like the yeah. the Democrat yeah. like uh, party right yeah. like but I'm going, no no, no, Jesus was the lamb right he was the sacrificial lamb he rode in on a donkey but he was a sacrificial lamb so anyway so that i'm sure that that just adds a little bit of fuel for anybody that's listened in the 53rd minute um but that's pretty much it yeah good thoughts dude i appreciate i appreciate you spending time and coming in like i I just thank thankful that you're willing to do that so um yeah let's see is there anything else that we need to announce I I think we're good. I think that we're good. So I'll just say it again. On the 27th, we'll have Bob Myers here. So we want to encourage you to come out to that so you can uh, get the opportunity to meet him. That you, if you are a member, you'll be able to vote for his acceptance. And we are excited for what God is doing and how he's moving and working. So. Quick question
1: on that. Yep. If they are a member but are not able to come, are they able yes. to vote online? Yes, question.
0: Yes, there will be an online vote. I don't know the details yeah. of that yet, but there will be some type of an online vote. I think probably if you went to the same page where you yeah. see Bob's bio and everything, um, there'll probably be something there that you can actually vote the day of, and they are having yeah. you fill out like your email so that they can just make sure that you're you're a member, so name, email, and then kind of your vote. So, great question. You can vote online, um, so that will be an online offering as well. In person, we'd love to have you if you're comfortable doing it, but if you would prefer the online option, we'll have that as well. So, good question, dude. Awesome so then i think that's all yeah. we got we're gonna do this fancy little jingle to leave but thanks everyone we hope that you were challenged and encouraged as always if you have any questions you can email us over time at clcfamily.church you can catch us live on any of our chat feeds and yeah we will see you next month on march 15th for our next overtime thanks for coming everyone see you guys. it didn't start uh, here, we oh, here we go here we
1: go <laughs>